0: Keith McPherson checking right right in for the night shift. A five-hour KM to AM, you guessed it, five nights in a row. It's just been me and some guests. I'll uh, figure out a couple guests as we talk through some things tonight. Well, I already figured them out, but there'll be surprises that'll join us. I'm not going to bring in a guest to talk about Aaron Rodgers, but I guess you'll be the guest To talk about Aaron Rodgers, I'm kind of over it. We'll talk about it, though. We have to. Waiting every day for some type of story to uh, jump in front of it. But it's all good. We'll get into it. We'll definitely talk spring training. Baseball, I have a guest that'll give us some intel from the Yankees spring training. And uh, we're getting closer to the NBA coming back on Friday. So maybe we can turn the page and look forward to the Knicks and the Nets getting back on the floor and their prospects for... The NBA playoffs. But, yeah, uh, programming alert. I said that I would do six straight five-hour shows, and that's not happening. This is my last five-hour show for this run for this week. No bad news, all good news. Tomorrow I will be on 3 to 6 in the afternoon on the network side with Maggie filling in for Perloff. So uh, Maggie and McPherson coming to you on CBS Sports Radio tomorrow. I've got a ton of respect for Maggie, and uh, I can't wait to chop it up with her and hear what she's got to say and what we do together on that show. But then I will not be on after. That'd be crazy, right? If I did 3-6 to on the network side and then did 7-12 to on the WFAN side, I could pull it off. But they're not asking me to. So I will not be uh, on tomorrow night doing the 6 out of 6 that I've been talking about all week. This is the last one, so thanks for joining me. Another programming alert. As I sit in the Carton and Roberts studio and I listen to their show every day and I watch it on SNY, boom, baby, next week I'll be filling in for Craig. So stay tuned to that. Looking forward to talking to Evan. We might talk too much sports. We might have too much of a sports conversation. Now, I'm sure we'll talk life and other things and New York and news and keep you guys entertained. But, I mean, back to the topic at hand. I woke up this morning uh, 10 o'clock. I actually was able to fall asleep around 2 15, 2 30 last night. So I got up right before 10 and I cut on Tiki and Tierney on Twitch. Shout out to the Twitch gang in the chat. And I like watching Tiki and Tierney do their thing on Twitch because it's interactive. You can talk to other fans while it's gone. And, you know, about 15 minutes in, I had to tap out. Not because I don't like their show, not because I, you know, I don't enjoy it. But the Aaron Rodgers conversation, I mean, my guy B.T. was about to burst a blood vessel in his head or his neck over Aaron Rodgers. And I just came to this realization today that, like, we're we're overdoing it here. This is New York. And we talk a lot about, like, New York being soft. Man, have we absolutely laid out for this guy. It's giving me weird vibes. It's it's giving left at the altar vibes. It's giving me way worse than like waiting on Carlos Correa vibes. I can't even compare it to anything. I just think that this guy is going to pop out from his darkness retreat or whatever. And it's just a gag. It's just an attention grabbing thing. And I don't know, maybe he'll time it up so that he can make his appearance on Pat McAfee on Tuesday. But like to hear us go through this all day, every day for one guy... I don't even think this guy deserves it. And then in turn, we're dragging another guy that I do think deserves it. And Derek Carr, he's been here. He's not hiding. He's not in darkness. He showed up to New Jersey. He showed up to talk to the Jets and show interest. It was the first place he decided to visit as a free agent after the Raiders released him. And I'm tired of hearing everybody say what this guy can't do. I said to you last night, everybody was saying what Jalen Hurts could not do his whole career. He was this close to winning a MVP this season and winning a Super Bowl and winning Super Bowl MVP. He's going to get the bag. Everybody said what that young man can't do in the NFL, in college. None of us know anything. Something I did enjoy from Tiki and Tierney's show, you know, a guy calls in and he says, oh, Derek Carr sucks. And... BT hits them with them. Like, all right, let's bring this back to reality because everybody's calling in to say Derek Carr sucks. What can you do? Can you throw a football 20 yards on air to a receiver standing there? Can you throw a spiral 20 yards? And we're all saying who sucks and who can't win a Super Bowl and who can't take the team to the playoffs. None of us know anything. We're fans we watch the games because we don't know anything. We want to see. We call the fan and speculate and talk about this all day because we don't know anything. Aaron Rodgers, to me, I was saying he, he's going to come out of darkness and go to the black hole that is the Raiders and their fans and their terrible dysfunction and mismanagement and never knowing how to draft and always you know a revolving door of different head coaches and front office people. But why would he do that when he can just stay in Wisconsin, in his mansion in the woods, by himself, isolated, collect his $50 million for one more season, and no matter what the Packers do, he's forever a Packer and the greatest Packer quarterback. I just don't think that this guy is going to emerge and all of a sudden want to not be isolated and not want to be weird and like actually champion New York City the way it should be and say that, yeah, I want to be your quarterback. Can't wear his number 12 over here, or can he? I just don't see it, folks. So I'm not going to exhaust that conversation. You're only going to get the same thing for me. It's, it, it's one, that, like we're, we're giving Aaron Rodgers too much air time, too much love. And we're not giving enough love to Derek Carr, who could potentially be the quarterback of the Jets for years to come. Now, I understand I've also said, and a lot of the hosts have said, it's got to be Aaron Rodgers number one. Yeah, but 1B is Derek Carr. It's not like they're that far apart. I'm tired of hearing, a, oh, he can't, uh, Derek Carr can't win in the cold. Neither can Aaron Rodgers. How many times you see him lose in Lambeau in his own stadium? Aaron Rodgers hasn't been to a Super Bowl in a long time. And if you notice, yesterday, if you listen to my show, I didn't bring up this Hall of Fame stuff with Derek Carr being a Jet at all because what does it matter? (laughs) What does it matter what they say he could be? You know, last night we talked about taking your recruiting visits. He's going on recruiting visits. I went on one recruiting visit, and I was sold. I wish I took all five. But when you go on a recruiting visit, they 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 put you up on a pedestal. They prop you up. They tell you you're the, you're the greatest. That's what they're supposed to do. They're trying to sell themselves. So I, I also didn't speak on it because Devontae Adams was the first guy to say Derek Carr was a Hall of Famer. Remember that? He said he was going from one Hall of Fame quarterback to another. Little did we know, after that season, he would not be with his best buddy Derek Carr, who he called a Hall of Famer, and he might have the chance to reunite with a guy that's a surefire Hall of Famer in Aaron Rodgers, but more and more, I'm just thinking that he's going to go back to the Packers. There's conflicting reports. They're disgusted with him. They wouldn't mind having him come back. Well, when you think about it, are you about to go to Jordan Love? I already mentioned Jalen Hurts. They traded up to draft Jordan Love before Jalen Hurts. They're on the clock. They got to play this guy. Their own mistakes in drafting this kid and putting another chip on Aaron Rodgers' shoulder, bigger than the chip that he had when he fell in the draft. But like, all right, you're going to draft my replacement. I'm going to go out and win two MVPs. MVPs, not Super Bowls. Same way when he talked to Pat McAfee, he says, yeah, I still think I could win another MVP. MVP. What are you talking about, bro? If you're coming here to New York, we're trying to win the Super Bowl. We don't care about you getting another MVP. I don't want this guy here. I'm good on it. Uh, we're going to take calls on it because we've been doing that for a month. <laughs> bro, I don't know what to do with this Aaron Rodgers conversation. We're giving this guy way too much love. He doesn't deserve it. It's all about attention, and we're giving him all this attention, what, to be left at the altar We're going to be looking super dumb when this guy comes out of his hole and says, yeah, I'm staying here in Wisconsin. So I'll take your calls on it tonight at 877-337-6666. But just like last night, we got deep into the baseball conversations. We talk hockey over here. I mean, I know they say nobody cares about hockey, but since I came into the fan, I have took it upon myself to learn about the NHL. I am now a full-blown Devils fan. I watch the Devils. I bet on the Devils. I go to the games. The Devils aren't on tonight. The Isles are on. But we can talk puck as we're getting closer to the trade deadline, as we're getting closer to the playoffs, and we're hoping for a Devils-Rangers matchup. And obviously, we'll we'll definitely talk Mets. We'll definitely talk Yankees. But, you know, like I said, I'm waiting for a news story to pop up from spring training that could possibly get in front of Aaron Rodgers. This is not going to happen. We are in the franchise tag window in the NFL. I swear the NFL is king. The only things I can add from the NFL is like now we're speculating who's going to get the franchise tag, who's going to get the exclusive tag. I think the Daniel Jones conversation has come down a little bit because we all know that $45 million price tag, it's not happening. If he gets $35 million, I'll be surprised. That is more realistic, actually, in this NFL where you have to pay your quarterbacks. But news out of the NFL today Taylor Luan, Michigan man, has been released by the Tennessee Titans. I think he's still got some uh, seasons left in him. I think he's a dog. He's a a beast type of offensive lineman that sets the tone. Somebody's going to be interested in him. Maybe the team's here. As well as Robert Woods. Both teams could be looking for receiver help. Robert Woods was released today, and he's happy about it. He publicly (laughs) jumped out there on Twitter and said, Hey, where should I go? I'm free. And uh, right after that, John Franklin Meyer said, hey, come join the movement, trying to get him to come to the Jets. So uh, I think Robert Woods is actually cooked. But I think Taylor Luan could still help an NFL team. And I already mentioned Daniel Jones, and the thing with the Daniel Jones number and the contract talks that I hate to see is Giants fans flip-flopping on this guy. Obviously, Saquon is a huge part of what happened this year, but when I'm looking at the Giants and their success in year one, of a new head coach and a new GM, I have to look at the quarterback. I have to look at the the jump that this kid made as a leader, as a runner, and even as a passer, which people want to say 15 touchdowns and all this. Stuff. It's like, stop trying to discredit this man because now he's in a position to play hardball and get the money that he earned, that he deserved, that he fought through. All of the doubt, all of the hate, all of the boos, all of the people saying, ah, he's not the guy. Ah, oh, they wasted a top pick. He's your guy. You should want him to be here after using that sixth overall pick on him. And I saw this guy on Twitter, shout out to g 105 He said, man, I'm seeing a lot of people cherry pick Daniel Jones stats. I saw a tweet about, like, how bad Daniel Jones is in the red zone. And I'm like, come on. Like, this is a guy that people were... Singing his praises, buying his jersey all season. Oh, here we go. They're six and three. They're seven and two. Whatever it was. Like now they're flip flopping because of money. And Tommy G wrote, "Make sure you cherry pick these stats." The thirtieth ranked offensive line. Daniel Jones did that behind the slowest weighted wide receiver unit in the NFL. He did that behind. Like, come on. the The, the last top three wide receivers before. Or he lost three top wide receivers before the midseason. We're forgetting. He lost Kadarius Toney, Wondell Robinson, Sterling Shepard. And he still found ways to win and get them to, to the playoffs and win a playoff game. He had careers high, career highs in completion percentage, QB weight rating, rushing yards, rushing T- TDs. And he stopped the turnovers, career low and interceptions. And now fans are flip flopping. Oh, he doesn't deserve this, man. He deserves to get paid. That's the business of the NFL. He's your guy, and they're gonna figure out what to pay him and how to structure that contract. It's not gonna be forty five million, and you should know that. And we've already got to take a break, but I've got a lot more. I've got a ton more. I'm I'm like halfway through my open. <laughs> Suss is over there giving me the tea. Timeout. Timeout. Fifteen minutes in. We've got five hours. This is KM to AM on the fan. We'll be right back